the one. On New Year's Eve night, we had what is called watch night service. The history or significance of the night goes back to the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation by Abraham Lincoln in December of 1832. Slaves of the Confederate States gathered in churches and private homes awaiting the signing of the document. It represented the turning over what was to what would be. They would no longer be slaves, but freemen, able to do what they pleased when they got ready. Over the years, it was adopted by Protestant religions as a way to look back and see God's hand throughout the year, as well as look expectantly for what God was going to do in the coming year. The service acts as a moment to tie up loose ends while planting hope for new ones. Whatever you did or did not do is yesterday's news. It's over now. In that service, we had a young lady give testimony to the goodness of God over her life. She said, some people see this as an awful year, and for them it may have been. But for me, it was the best year of my life. This time last year, I was an atheist strung out on drugs sitting in a jail cell. This year, I'm clean and sober, saved by the blood of Jesus, and I can't tell you how much I love him. It's been a great year for me. And then if that was enough, enough to blow your mind, to blow your head right off your shoulder, she said, I almost hate it for people who've never been addicted because you don't know how low God will go to come get you. Oh, my goodness. I almost took off running. What a statement of God's love. When we look back over the course of the year and even our lives, how far did God go to get us out of what we were going through? How deep did he reach to remind you and I that we were still worthy of his love? The statement she made was pregnant with scripture. Listen to Luke chapter 15 verses 1 through 7. It says, then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, what, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. The Pharisees and the scribes valued the righteous, pious life of perfection. They could not believe that Christ, a rabbi, a holy man, was hanging out with sinners. See, to hang out with sinners would imply that eventually you would end up unclean if you were not, all, if you were not unclean already. Their life was more about appearance than true devotion to God. See, Jesus, in response to their piety, says, I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. There's something about um, knowing who you really are and admitting it. That kind of self-observation that recognizes the need for God's forgiveness and his grace. 
it, 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 it gets God's attention when you know who you really are. You see, he celebrates the sheep that are found, but he is grieved by the one that is lost. God has this incessant need to go after the lost. He leaves the 99 that are safe to go after the one. Now, to some degree, it seems silly and absurd. You see, you have 99 sheep. Only one is lost. Why not be satisfied with the 99 and let the one alone? Well, that's a great question, unless you are the one that is lost. See, if you are the one that is lost in the wilderness, you're hoping and praying, pleading and calling for someone somewhere to notice that you are lost and need finding. You hope that someone cares enough to stop their life long enough to recognize that you are missing in action. Jesus takes considerable interest in knowing that all of his sheep are found. That is the power of our Christ. While we go about our merry way, safe and secure in our own lives, Jesus is actively pursuing the lost, broken, looked over, addicted, sexually confused with the intent to gather all of us safely into the fold. He is not content until all the sheep are present and accounted for. Jesus understands that it is easy to get sidetracked when you're traveling with the herd. See, sometimes sickness comes or death comes or anger comes or disappointment comes or opportunity leaves or parents don't tend to you properly or friends betray you or a loved one forgets about you. And sometimes even the herd itself leaves you because it is concerned with other things. But Jesus will always leave the herd to come get you. He knows each sheep by name and knows when one of them is missing in action. He will go through whatever is necessary to find the one that is lost. See, that that's the power of the new year. It represents the promise and power of being found. It releases us from the slavery of yesterday with hope and expectation for freedom tomorrow. Last year may have been bad, but Jesus knew where you were. You, you may have had mistakes and got caught up in this or that. You may have even been like the woman's testimony I quoted earlier. But whatever the case, Jesus knew, knows where you were, where you are and will come to your aid. While Jesus appreciates our commitment to live righteously, he celebrates and rejoices over the sinner who comes home. I recently heard a statement that goes with the young lady's testimony. It says, I have not exceeded his grace. That is what it means when Jesus comes to get us, to come get the one that's lost away from the herd. We have not exceeded his grace. Mistakes are no match for, he, for God's grace. Addiction is no match for God's grace. Sexual addiction or confusion is no match for God's grace. Willful disobedience is no match for God's grace. So as we stand in 2021, looking optimistically into the year to come, remember while people struggle to forgive and forget, God never does. He will leave the 99 to come after the one. And oh, how sweet it is to be loved by him. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church Indian Trail, Marshville, North Carolina. And you've been listening to Soul Food.